and welcome back to Kira's Kingdom, the show where we are nearing the end. I, I am your host, Riley, uh, joined, of course, by Mo Diggity. Uh, Mo Diggity, who is just so sick of these punny little jokes of yours with mellow and near and all oh, that. Oh, so you, like, ca- you caught up on that last it's, episode, it's now so, that you heard yes, their names. It's just so, so, uh... <laughs> But anyway, folks, today we're talking about Death Note, episode 27, Abduction, which originally aired on April 17th, 2007 in Japan and was directed by Tomio Yamauchi. Now let's talk a little bit about what the episode entailed. So we're cutting back to 2007 at the beginning. This is pre-time skip, uh, where we got Roger, of course, uh, informing Mello and Nier, who we now know their names of the death of L. Uh, Mello, of course, being the tall blonde one, and Nier being the short white-haired one with the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Roger is informing them of L's death, and we find out that Nier and Mello were both up for being L's successors, and L was meant to choose one to succeed him if something were to happen to him. But unfortunately, L died before he made that choice. Waka waka. So now it's kind of left up in the air, which Roger suggests that Mello and Nier should work together, which Nier is perfectly willing to do. Uh, Mello, on the other hand, does not like Nier, will not work with Nier, because, uh, you know, Mello isn't a sociopath, and Nier is, basically. The, the, oh, like the big whole time, thing, big time. The whole thing is, like, Mello actually has emotions, and Nier is just like, this whole thing is a game and a puzzle. And if you lose the game and don't solve the puzzle, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> so, so he basically, and don't he get basically along. said, it sucks to be you. Click. Finish the puzzle. Yeah, he said L is a stupid, <laughs> L is a bitch ass motherfucker. Couldn't even solve the puzzle. Um, but, uh, so basically they, they, they deliberate on it for a little bit and then Mello kind of just gives up. He says, you know what? Fuck it. You do it, Nier. I'm fucking leaving. So, Nier has decided to be the successor of L, while Mello leaves and goes off onto his own devices. And stomping that is where we're st- left. Stomping out of oh, his ahead. home like most stomping out of his home like most teenagers do. I'm 15, I know how to take care of myself. Oh yeah, he did say I'm 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 15 now. I can live on my own. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you, Dad. So anyway, I guess no no no, I'll ask that question later, but uh I got my question in my back pocket that I want to ask you. Um, but So we get back to our uh, time skip timeline that we were already in, so the five years after that. Uh, we see Nier uh, meets with the President of the United States and the Director of the FBI, uh, sharing his evidence that he has gathered on the Kira case, um, as he's been working on it as L's successor, of course. And uh, he knows about the Death Note. Uh, he, he figured that out. Um, and he explains to the president and the director of the FBI what the Death Note is and how it works. Um, and <clears throat> Nier is also deduced that there are two Death Notes, uh, one that Kira has and one that is in the hands of the Japanese police. And, of course, that L is dead and that somebody else has taken his place. Um, so uh, there ends up being a task force created, a, a little second task force, called the SPK, which stands the se- stands for the Special Provision for Kira. Uh, which Nier is in charge of, and he has some other people that are helping him that are part of the FBI. Um, so that's that's where we're at. We got the SPK ran by Nier. Uh, so how do you like that? There's now kind of two Kira Cat task forces. Uh, 
think that I, I think that it was uh, bound to happen at some point in time because, well, if one task force plus the cops can't fucking do it, then it's got to be the cops all around the world plus all the alphabet agencies plus like two separate task force to uh, task forces. So you know. Now we actually have some beef in the Stroganoff, which, honestly, this was a world government's uh, big drop in the ball situation. They should have done this a long time ago. But they thought that the Japanese had it, and alas, they were do not. Yeah, in fact, they do not have it, because uh, the Japanese task force is read by Kira, so they're, they're kind of in a bad position. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, the SPK is formed, Nira's in charge. Uh, meanwhile, we see our task force that we know and love. Um, we got uh, Light and Misa are there, and Sobitrio, and or, so I, I pronounced his name wrong, that's why we just call him Chief Yagami. Uh, Chief, Chief Yagami and Matsuda, they're all at, uh, L, or, <laughs> L is dead, they're all at Light's house. <laughs> or, I guess not Light's house, because Light has his own apartment, but it's the... The residents of Mrs. Yagami and Sayu, um, mm-hmm. where they are discussing uh, some stuff about the Kira case um, and how people are leaking the faces and names of criminals online so the Kira can kill them, uh, which, of course, Matsuda is not very happy about. Uh, Light I kind of remains neutral on the subject, saying that he can understand where they're coming from, um, which, you know, <laughs> Ryuk's kind of like, look who's talking, bud. <laughs> Yeah, um, like it, it, uh, then, Ryuk's, Ryuk's uh, 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 constant little uh, inner monologuing during this uh, episode was really good. He's like, yeah, look who's talking, pal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so they're all, they're all talking, they're deliberating. Uh, and then Sayu enters. And if you'll recall, we just went through a five-year time skip, so Sayu is all grown up. Yeah, eating chocolate, you know, doing the I'll take a potato chip and then eat it uh, fucking method to his fucking many chocolate bars that he consumes during this episode. Wait, I thought it was Mello who consumes the chocolate bars. Oh, wait, fuck. I'm sorry, I got I'm talking about Light's sister. I'm talking about Sayu. Oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, we're talking about a new character, and I got my mind on the other two characters, so I'm yeah, fucking no, we're stupid. we're talking about Sayu now. <laughs> oh, damn it. So Sayu's all grown up. Uh, how you feeling about Sayu's new design? How you feeling about all grown up Sayu? Uh, yeah, I knew her when she was 14, so I see her still as a 14-year-old, so... Well, no, now she's know. 19. Yeah, now but I don't, Yeah, now I don't care. You, you keep your pervy little thoughts to yourself good sir i want to fuck sayu oh jesus christ <laughs> well so does matsuda so that, that's true he did uh, matsuda does in fact want to fuck sayu they i go, mean it gets to... denied and gets denied by gets all denied three hard. yeah by by uh by uh light sister light and the daddy and then he well, no, gets some well, weird light is not involved it's it's sayu denies him obviously and then uh uh, before that, it's uh, Chief Yagami and Light's mom that are both like, "Yeah, we wouldn't let our daughter marry a cop. Fuck you." Oh, yeah, and, and then and then uh, fucking Misa started just shredding him in front of everybody. Yeah, Misa's just like bullying him in front of everybody, and like then Sayu's like, "You know, I think you're a real catch, Matsuda. Maybe if you were a little bit younger, I'd consider going out with you." And 
<laughs> so Matsuda is just completely fucking owned in this scene. It's over. Mm-mm-mm. But uh, crying with his head on the on the table like a little bitch. Not going to so, get any of that uh, sister pussy. Unfortunate. You know, maybe someday there's hope. <laughs> but uh, so Sayu changes the subject and asks why Light and Misa don't get married. Uh, which, of course, Misa's like, I think that's a great idea. We totally should get married. And Light's just kind of like, um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and Light did you kinda... know, did, did oh, you notice, it? Uh, sorry, did you notice in that scene the, the constant look of, ew, girl, yucky, while, like, Misa's fucking touching Light, like, on Light's face the entire time? I, I, I sort of. Well, Light's never liked Misa. We've, we've established this. Yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, so Light kind of just... He gets saved by the bell, really, because before he can say anything about him and Misa's potential marriage. Uh, uh, Chief Yagami gets a call from Aizawa, who says that the three, uh, three of them, obviously Chief Yagami, Light, and Matsuda, need to head to the task force headquarters, um, which they do. Um, and they realize that the director of the police, Takimura, has been kidnapped. Uh, so the, uh, the, the new investigation team, uh, which we see all of our, all of our classic friends, like Chief Yagami, Matsuda, Mogi, and Aizawa. And we also have Ide, who you might not remember, but he is a character we have seen before. He was a character who, he was the police officer that was with them, but then just before they met L, he backed out. Oh, okay, okay. So now he's part of the new task force. So... Uh, so they're, they know that, uh, Takimura has been kidnapped and that the kidnapper wants to propose a trade. The director of the police for the death note. Dun, dun, dun. That's what I was waiting for. Thank you. Um, (laughs) so they're all confused as only the six of them should know about the death note. So how the fuck does this guy, this kidnapper, know about the Death Note? Because not even the chief, not even the director of the police knew about the Death Note that they kidnapped. So of course, Light in particular is very confused by this, as he's got his whole fucking plan laid out, and this seems kind of weird. But uh, anyway, so they kind of they try to deal with it, but they can't really do anything that day. But the next day, uh, there's an FBI agent. Uh, named John McEnroe, but this is just an alias. He even says so himself because he's dealing with Kira, so he can't reveal his real name. Um, and he's coming there to talk to Takimura, but he's not available, so he has to talk to Chief Yagami. Uh, so McEnroe uh, basically explains that uh, the FBI believes that the Japanese police are not fit to handle the Kira's case and that he wants to seize the notebook um, and take over the investigation which immediately leaves Chief Yagami to believe that he is responsible for the kidnapping, which I guess rightfully so, uh, with how the scenario uh, folded out. Um, but they then realize that uh, he, in fact, is not uh, associated with the kidnapping. This is just all a big coincidence. Uh, but <laughs> that's kind of where they leave things, and the FBI agrees they'll help out with the investigation to find Takimura. Um, and then Nier says they're going to snatch the Death Note when they get the chance as part of the investigation. Uh, so that's that's where their plan is set. Uh, meanwhile, we see the group of thugs that kidnapped Takimura. 
And the leader of these thugs is none other than Mellow. So Mellow and his group of thugs uh, kidnap Takimura, and Takimura reveals to them uh, that the Japanese police that are working with uh, L uh, on the Kira case are Chief Yagami, Mogi, and Matsuda, uh, which I guess he doesn't mention Light for some reason, even though Light is now a member of the police, so should be mentioned in this. It's weird. He doesn't mention Aizawa or fucking Ide either. Is he, does he have outdated information on the Kira Task Force? If so, that's quite unfortunate for the chief of police or the director of the police. But uh, uh, he also mentions Ukita, who died, uh, was killed by Kira. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool little callback. Yeah, and he, he died. Quite unfortunate. Um, but... Even though they his kinda, fir- his first scene back though was him going uh, and dying in front of the it's fucking him dying, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, remember that guy?" <laughs> Damn it! Every time, stop remembering me. I die every time you remember me. Oh God! What if that's how death really works? Every time somebody thinks about how you died, you re-experience it. Or, no, no, maybe they're like, hey, I, I wonder how, like, Mo died. He died last week. And it's like in the middle, I have to relive a car wreck or something every fucking time someone remembers me. What if it's remembrance really is pain? Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, don't mind anyway, me, so... I'm, fucking, I'm fucking stupid people. Don't, yeah, don't, don't being, mind me. Stop being doomer pilled. Uh, but... No, 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 I wasn't being doomer pilled. I was being. I was trying to make a, a dark joke, but it failed miserably. I think it failed. I I thought it was kind of funny. It just wasn't like a big laugh joke, you know? Oh, yeah. But, uh... Fuck. Okay, so... My, uh, pet, the, my pet hamster died, Mo. Every time I remember him now, you're saying he's died again. Every time he has to relive me sitting on him. Every fucking time I remember Johnny. Damn you're saying my, my, my kitten, Smokey, who died a tragic young death, has to relive getting ran over by a car every time I think about him? Oh, ooh, I was trying not to. <laughs> I was trying to go with the easy deaths, not the ones that most people are guilty of. Unfortunately, at one point in time of their lives. Well, it's not that I was guilty of anything. You fucking nobody's guilty of anything. A fucking kitten got out of the house and immediately got hit by a car because he's a fucking dumb kitten. Okay, this got dark, and now I'm sad. Yes, my, my I had a kitten named Smokey was hit by a car. It was quite unfortunate, but uh, I had a couple. I had a cat who was hit by the cops. That's kind of funny. He was like an adult cat, though, so it's not it's not as sad as my like barely alive kitten getting ran over. Like this this cat would just like go off on his own sometimes, even though he was he was a house cat, but he would sometimes just go outside and fucking vibe. Um, and one time there was a drug raid on a house that was like on our street, and there were like a bunch of police fans there. And that day, we found the cat, like, wrapped in a towel, like, ran over our cat. So it is basically a confirmed fact that the fucking SWAT team oh ran my over God. my cat. And then they probably <laughs> didn't feel a fucking thing when they fucking ran over it, too. I'm going to get these drug heads! Oh, my God. Poor little bastard. <laughs> Rest in peace, Cloud. Uh, me, me and that cat had like a mutual hatred. 
<laughs> like, he, he was not a fan of me, and I was not a fan of him because he knocked over my Xbox and broke one of my games. That, 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 was when the, that was when the hatred became mutual. He hated me from the moment he arrived. But Aww. then one day, he was just, like, roaming around my room, and he fucking knocked my Xbox over and broke the game that was inside. And that's when it went from just a cat that hates the human to us hating each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, the thugs are kind of mocking Takimura for not being informed on the Kira case and the Death Note. Um, <clears throat> and then Mello confirms from Takimura uh, that Soichiro Yagami is the highest is the highest ranking officer uh, of the investigation team. Um, so uh, Mello then states that he is also uh, under the impression that there are two notebooks, uh, one that Kira has and one that's in possession of the Japanese police, and he declares that he wants both. Um, so his followers pretty confident they're going to succeed. Um, but they're like, but why would you need this? And then he's like, because I want to beat Nier. Because fuck Nier. <laughs> 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 so in the next scene, we see Light pull out his little pen, pull out his little fucking murder pen, and uh, it's pretty much obvious that he's killing Takimura, which we quickly find out is the case. Um, Takimura hung himself uh, while, the, while some of the thug not watching him. Uh, as Light, uh, I guess, uh, stated in the Death Note. Um, so Mello actually takes this as an opportunity, and his next move is stated that he's going to kidnap Chief Yagami's daughter, Sayu. Dun, 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 dun. So meanwhile, we're back at the uh, new Task Force headquarters, uh, where Chief Yagami uh, finds... Uh, John McEnroe's real name, which is Larry Connors. Um, and then <laughs> Misa shows up in skimpy pajamas to say goodnight to light and everybody's yeah, fucking <laughs> the, the fan service is real for like a like a, a six out of ten fucking waifu. I mean, come on. She was pretty hot in this scene. Eh. Don't am me, you know it's true. Eh. Those pajamas were quite quite the catch. Yeah, so have they fucked yet? Unclear. <laughs> because, like, you know, Misa's probably, like, going, hey, I'm going to go to a quote-unquote photo shoot, and it's probably, like, half the way, halfway there, she's getting, like, two or three fucking dicks. And Mo, then she fucking would never, Mo, she would never no, Misa, cheat on light. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she but would she, never even consider cheating on light. Yeah, but she also loves dick like she loves light. So, you know, she's probably just getting dick down. No, and she just loves on, Hey, she's, like, she's, kept shit, she's kept shit from light before. She never told anyone about her that she encountered the Shinigami at the fucking... Uh, 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 what was the, uh, the corporation's uh, name again? Yotsi, Yoshi something? Who? Oh, uh, Yoshida Productions. Yoshida, yeah, or or, or uh, no, the uh, uh, the the corporation has the Death Note. What the fuck were the names again? Oh, Yotsuba. Names? Yotsuba. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was way off. Well, I had the Yo, but I didn't have the Ishi or the Utsuba or whatever. Yotsuba. That, there so you go. I was I was just way off. So anyway, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she got in contact with the Shinigami, you know, Rem over there, and she didn't say anything to anyone about it. So she's kept stuff from Light before. Well, yeah, but she literally only kept that from Light because she wanted to be useful for Light. It, Light. If she told Light, she wouldn't let it. He wouldn't let her be useful. That was the whole reason behind that lie. So, uh, still a lie, though. That's that's true, but I, I don't think Misa would cheat on Light. I don't think I, I think she's too like psychotically devoted. I don't think she'd do that. Um, I just want to piss off the waifu lovers of her who listen to this podcast, like calling it a waifu slut. You dirty, dirty little slut. How many times do you think that she's been dicked down, though? Uh, pre, you know, pre-light. Or pre-light, I'm sure, a fair amount of times. Because, like, isn't it kind of insinuating that, like, her and the other, like, girls are basically sex workers? I don't know if it's, in, I don't know if it's implying they're sex workers. They're just, like, models who know how to book a gig, if you know what I mean. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, but is there a uh, exchange for goods and services other than, you know, the arm candy? I, I don't I don't know. I think it's just like an arm candy situation. I think you just like, you know, drink them, uh, wear some skimpy outfits. I don't think they're like sucking them off in the back room. I don't think it goes quite that far. I don't know. Misa seems to be awfully rich. Misa wouldn't even kiss the movie star. She's like, All can you right, like yeah, a kiss you, you scene got... out of the movie? Because I'm dating light and I can't do this. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got a point there. I'd fire her ass on the spot. I was like, dude, this is for this is for like the the scene that's going to tie the movie in is a tender, sweet kiss. If you don't do that, I swear to God, I will fire you or digitally alter it so it looks like you both kissed or use a fucking stunt double. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. that would piss that would piss me off so bad as a director. It's like, dude, I don't give a shit about your fucking uh, relationship, man. We gotta, you know, we, we gotta do some good shit. But yeah, anyway, so the task force, the entire task force is phased by this outfit, except for Light, who's just like, yeah, good night, see ya. And uh, Ryuk, I guess, is about to, like, just go hang out with Misa for a while, but then some shit happens. So he decides to look back in the room. Um, so now we got some, we got some stuff going on. Uh, give me just a second, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Light, oh yeah, Light uh, realizes uh, that um, if they got the information from Takimura about who they are, um, then obviously them and their families might be in danger. Uh, which immediately is proven to be correct uh, when they get a call from Takimura's phone, and it ends up being the kidnapper. Uh, who tells them that the deal is off uh, to exchange the director for the Death Note because the director is fucking dead. They're claiming that they killed him uh, to, you know, to kind of save face. And they're just like, yeah, we fucking killed that guy. You can't have him anymore because he's dead. But there's a new deal. There's a new deal on the table here. The Death Note for Sayu Yagami. Which, dun, of course... Dun, dun. Chief Yagami and Light are immediately like, what the fuck? Uh, so, uh, uh, Melo sends them a picture of Takimura's corpse so they know for sure that he's dead. Um, and they start trying to, like, figure out where Sayu is. Like, they call, uh, they call Light's mom, uh, who has, who says that Sayu is getting home late. Um, and when Light calls Sayu, she doesn't answer, and it's revealed to us that her phone is unattended on a sidewalk. So, uh, dun, dun, big dun. problems for for Miss Sayu. 
Um, so uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, Light shares his theory that Kira killed Takimura, uh, which of course is a correct theory because he is Kira and he killed Takimura. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and he's saying let's keep the Death Note out of kidnappers' hands because he want because Kira is justice or like thinks that he's justice rather, so that he he wouldn't want the Death Note in the hands of bad people. Um, so. Hold on a second. Um, brain. Brain. I don't know. Anyway, so we're, we're back at the SPK, um, uh, where Nier and the others find out that Takimura is dead. Um, and Nier immediately thinks of the possibility that it was Kira that killed Takimura, uh, which he says would narrow down their list of suspects significantly if he could prove that to be true. Um, which... Anir also, he has a picture of Mello, and he asks the rest of the SPK if they've found his whereabouts yet, uh, which they say, we know he left the facility, but other than that, we don't really know shit. Uh, so that leads Nier to believe that Mello might be responsible for this kidnapping, which he is again right about. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Damn so it, we're Mello. back. So we're back on the uh, investigation team, uh, and... They get another call um, for Takimura's phone. Uh, so the kidnappers say that uh, Chief Yagami has to bring the Death Note to Los Angeles in two days. Um, and that's that's the demand that they make. He says, don't bring any backup. Deal with it on your own. Um, which Chief Yagami says he's not going to bring them the Death Note unless he knows that his daughter is safe. Uh, so obviously Mello sends her, him a picture of Sayu tied up and gagged in front of a TV. Um, <laughs> and Aizawa, uh, has traced the call to an area in Los Angeles. Um, so, and then Light says that the TV program that is on the TV is also something that airs at, in La L LA, so they know that they are in LA. Um, so, Fifiagami says that he's fucking going to LA, he's gonna give him the death note. And that's that's his final decision as both a police officer and Sayu's father. Or or he says rather he's gonna go to LA with the death or he doesn't say it's gonna give it to them. Um but he says he's gonna take all responsibility for it. Um and they're they start coming up with a plan. Uh meanwhile, we got the SPK, uh, which near uh says to the FBI director that it is a possibility that Kira killed Takimura. And if that were true, that means that Kira would have ways of getting information from the Japanese police, uh, which obviously means, uh, the, again, lowers the suspect pool. Um, so the FBI director receives a call from L, uh, stating, uh, that, uh, he knows, uh, the conversation that happened between Larry Connors, um, and the Japanese police. And L asks if the investigation team would help them investigate, the murder of Takimura, uh, which Nier takes the phone, puts on his own voice filter, and says, hey, nice to meet you, L the second one, or whatever the fuck he says. L, L number two. two. L number two. Nice to meet you, L number two. Which immediately Ooh. light is like, what the fuck? Like, how does he know? Nani? Um, so... Nani? Yeah, light's panicking. He asks them what he means by second. And then Nier tells Light uh, that he's from this new group, uh, the SPK, um, and that he knows about L's death and gives him his alias of N, um, which 
they're uh, really light creative with the they're really creative with the names of the the major detectives in this uh yeah of course in this show uh so the episode ends uh, with a sort of fun little shot uh where light kind of gets this weird feeling and he kind of sees a vision of l with some chains you know as if to imply that- maybe even though that those handcuffs came off physically and l is dead maybe he's been chained to l this whole time Dun, 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 dun. Dun. It's a metaphor for imprisonment and guilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And now that's oh, the end and, of the episode. And re- so, uh, re- regret, oh, depend- oh, and and regret if you want to be pedantic about it, I suppose. But all right, that's the end of the episode. Now I want to know. Now that you have more of a read mm. on their personality and the moves they're making, you know their names. What are your thoughts on our new little L wannabes, Near and Mellow? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, of course, these two are supposed to be the more extreme version, I think, of uh, the L versus Light conflict. Because now the uh, the the cold calculating one that L was, you know, the uh, uh, what was it, Near? I think that's his name, right? Near, yes. Yeah, because Near is supposed to be sort of like cold and calculating, but... He's a little bit more uh, emphatic with his language, uh, whereas uh, L was just sort of always calm, collected, and quiet until he has to raise his voice to make an action, a statement, if you will. And so it's it's kind of weird that he's that near is already sort of on that level, and he he seems to be a little bit more fast paced and a little bit more methodical. With it's it also seems that. You know, upon first impression, he doesn't really care about anyone or anything but the mission. And so he's, uh, you know, like, like he said at the very beginning of the episode, you know, if you can't solve the puzzle, then what good are you? So that gives you like a gleam into that lets you gleam into his personality right there. And as far as mellow, is it mellow or mallow? Mellow. Mellow. Okay, I thought for a minute they were making a marshmallow joke or something. Uh, but no, with, with uh, uh, Mellow, though, he's kind of like how Light is, except a lot less uh, uh, emotionally reserved. He doesn't seem to have his emotions in check. He thinks with them more than he does a little rationally. And so when he inevitably fucks up, because that's what emotional people do, they fuck up primarily... I think his fall from grace or maybe even his death. And, you know, there's a good chance that all these characters will die. So, you know, like there's no, there's no protection. Everyone's death is always like 50, 50 on the table. Most days, most episodes. So, yeah. Uh, I like these two characters. They're very interesting. We don't really get to see a whole hell of a lot. We get to see their introduction and, you know, uh, Mellow fucking leaving because he's 15 and he can take care of his own damn self. He don't need no establishment to pay for his food and rent and shelter. He knows I'll do all that stuff. But anyway. That brings up an interesting question, actually, Mo. I want to I know your, your game theory answer to this. I guess you've just been introduced to them. What do you think are the last ability of these Near and Mellow characters? Do you think they're going to continue to be Light's direct competition for the rest of the series, or do you think they're not long for this world? It's too soon to say about the not long for this world. I do see Mello fucking up in some capacity, and out of just the two, I can see him dying first before uh, before Nier. 
does if Nier does in fact die, which at first glance, I, I don't get the feeling that he will necessarily. However, I'm sort of uh, thinking you see, that... see, at first glance, you didn't think L would necessarily die either, so... <laughs> no, no fucking way, because it's fucking L, right? He's the other main character, basically. Oh, I'm still sad. But anyway... Holy shit! Yeah. Wait a minute, hold on. Breaking news, there's something I have to watch, I'm sorry. Get, just, just shut up for a second. Yes, that's the joke. What's the joke? Hold on, Mo, just a second. This is important. Okay. Alright, I'm 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 back. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, what in the world just happened here? Uh, ne- negative XP acknowledged the hashtag debate Demi Gloom on the death stream situation. No and there, shit! there was a video. He's obviously not going to debate Demi, because he's a fucking pussy, but he did, he mentioned it on a stream. He was talking about how he saw it. He mentioned the death stream by name. So there you go. Um, and yeah. Do a death stream shit. Yeah, we need to do a new death stream to capitalize on this as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Uh Me and Demi were going to do another one, but I was like, no, because I specifically said that we're going to have Mo on the next one and we're going to talk about Ben Saint and the pandemic. So I guess we got to find a time that the three of us are going to be free uh, to do the next. a death stream. Well, you know, I'm off Sundays and Mondays. That's true, but unfortunately, we have shows scheduled on both of those days. So we'll do another one. Fair enough. Uh, well, well, you can probably find it uh, time on. Wait, well, are we doing? No, I, I'm I'm working tomorrow. Are we doing anything tomorrow? No. Okay, we're doing that shit Sunday then. Okay, okay. okay. Yes. Damn, man, you got me fucking all active and shit. I thought, you know, for a while before you like I really met you, I didn't think I was going to be doing more than just one uh, fucking thing. And even my but, you know, like, you know, like working with you, I've got like a routine now. You know, you keep me busy in like most of the fucking week with these uh, shows and shit. And that's made me stream a lot more and trying to stream a lot more. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Well, there you go. Productivity brought on mm-hmm. by Riley. <laughs> but, uh. Okay, I had like something else to ask you about Near and Mellow, but it's escaping me now. Um, so, damn it, <laughs> shit, I, I just don't remember. It's over. It's done. Um, but I guess yeah, our wrap up questions. Then I don't have anything else to say, unless you had any other general final thoughts. No, no, no. I'm I'm ready to get into the uh, the uh, uh, the character questions and the scene of the episode. All right. Well. Uh, I guess favorite character. Favorite character. I think I might. I, I I I'll go ahead and give the nod to Mello because like he seems to be a lot more driven, and I see a lot more coming out of his character than right now on, on first impression than I will at the moment. Uh, uh fucking near. And it's kind of weird because, like, you're go- my my uh, pick my scene of the episode is a little bit like the opposite of this too. So you might enjoy it. But uh, yeah, Mello uh, had like a cool character introduction. He seems like a freaking crime lord slash uh, maybe psychopath. Maybe uh, fucking munches on chocolate like fucking crazy. The way he eats his chocolate is fucking odd as shit. Uh, cause he just fucking like rips it like the fucking potato chip will like with light does. 
and he just fucking uh just oh snarks I remember what I was gonna say about funny. Aaron Mello. What? Okay, so this is basically just like a look into how people analyze a uh, Death Note for you, Mo. Uh, specifically considering these two characters, because you kind of like got close to like the the way other people think about it, but I kind of want to like put you onto it and see if you agree. All right. Uh, so the way people uh, sort of describe Nier and Mello is like, you know, L, L is a very like nuanced character. Like, you know, he's, he's cold and calculating, uh, but, you know, he has emotion and, and drive when he needs to, and he takes action when he needs to. Yeah. So people usually describe Nier and Mello as like the two sides of L. Nier being, you know, the cold, calculating, logical side, and Mello being the emotional, take action side. See, I, I, I thought about that for a second, but I just figured that they were just going to go with the obvious comparison and have a more uh, light versus L uh, battle, but more like more of an uh, in the extremes of emotion and, you know, calculation and stuff like that. So I had thought about it, but I decided to go with uh, uh, the one that I picked for which, which yours uh, that is interesting sort of too. I think I think yours is a good way to ana- analyze it as well. I just well, thought I might... Think it- yeah, open your you, third eye to something else. You, no, no, true, true, true. Yeah, I, 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 I thought about that, and you know, it could be just as uh, plausible as uh, my theory at this point, anyway. But yeah, well, more on this as it, as it develops. Uh, but uh, speaking of favorite character, I'm going to go ahead and go the other way and give it to our other newcomer, uh, Mister Near, uh, because he immediately asserts himself as just this give no fucks guy. Immediately, it's like, oh, L lost the game. Well, sucks to be him. And then, you know, he forms the SBK. He's got a shit ton of evidence. He knows he knows the, about the death note. He's got all this fucking crazy evidence he's collected. And then he fucking calls L. Uh, L well, I guess L is correct in this case, but Light. He calls Light out on not being the original L and fucking shakes him. It's, yeah. it's fucking epic. So I'm giving That's it to actually- you yeah, and that's actually my uh, my scene of the episode was uh, immediately fucking uh, near already has L's fucking uh, lights number already, and because they they determined that and everything that uh, near knows more than likely uh, freaking um, uh, mellow already knows as well, and possibly well like light of course will figure this out since he is the first second and third best detective in all around the world <laughs> well, other, yeah of course and other aliases as well I think we were up to seven or eight the last time we uh checked but uh yeah 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 uh um like I said I I'm might even say the four best detectives because I I bet I bet light Yagami ranks up there now so I suppose well yeah I suppose so well wait didn't we count uh light as being one of his personas. Yes, yes, but I'm saying the three best detectives, like the joke uh, from well, that yeah, episode, yeah. Oh, is that okay, okay. L is, so all, L is also Coil and Denev. So now he's L, Coil, Denev, and Light Yagami, all great detectives. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got a point there. Yeah, so now he's all four of the best detectives on the planet. And there you go. So uh, my, my favorite scene, I guess not to be fucking derivative of you, but I got to give the same answer. Like yeah, that no, it, scene it, it, is the defining factor of that episode is just the fucking. It, yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah, Nier just immediately has Light's number and that, that it brings back those PTSD flashbacks of, oh, fuck, it's L again. <laughs> Damn it. 
Yeah, and you start seeing the cracks in the uh, sort of a tough guy facade that uh, light as Kira tends to put out. And think about this, well. Think about think about how much of a shake of reality this is for him. We just went through a five year time skip. Light has been unchallenged for five years at this point. Yeah, so he probably thought to himself, "No one would dare rise to challenge me." Now he's and got now, fucking two of them. Now he's got some people with his number. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. As for it's- rating the episode out of ten, I don't think it's quite a ten, but I'm comfortable giving it a solid nine here personally. Uh, I'm I'm comfortable giving it a nine. It was a really great episode. It had some good character development. We got some movement on now the new story, the new arc, and uh, I really enjoyed the episode a lot. So yeah, I can give it a nine as well. So I guess I kind of want to see your tentative thoughts. I guess these thoughts will mature more as we get further into the arc. Um, but I guess direct comparison wise, do you think Nier and Mela are going to be able to stack up to L? think so i expect at least one of them to uh, you know like uh overtake l in the uh detective department you know i i think that at least one of them will be better maybe even leagues better than l ever was that we found out and he's just been a, the only thing holding him back was he was just a fucking kid this entire time but now he's more of a growner teenager now so uh i like to see where their abilities i lay. believe i believe they're both 20 at this point near might be a little younger well i i thought but, that near i thought near was 13 and mellow was 15 in pre-time skip yes the the first yeah. scene is pre-time skip so the post time skip mellow is 20 now and near is probably like 18 yeah all right so they're both legal adults by now yes uh, but yeah, there you go, folks. Uh, that's our that's our death note uh, for the day. Um, so I guess uh, bullshit segment. You're probably going to talk about what Medicare and uh, Fuentes. Well, no, because we're only halfway through the uh, stream when we did this one. So uh, a lot of shit. It's just like it's kind of fucking sad. Uh, Fuentes was supposed to be this, uh, you know, god tier troll, and all he's done was just like do like. Well, he argues like a 20-year-old with the, oh, he does like the, the fucking dirt voice a whole lot. Oh, you got another one. It's like, it's, it's kind of sad. Wow, what is this against like, 20-year-olds, Mo? Well, I'm just saying I was 20 once upon a time, so I know how we talk. I am 20 right now. Dude, you talk like a 20-year-old, trust me. God damn it. Sorry, it's fine. You'll not you'll you'll grow out of being like 20 and then you'll be 21, then 22, then 23. And, you know, uh, I don't know about 20, the 22 and 23. About, I think I, I think Jerry's out by about 29 to 30. You'll uh, you'll you'll oh. stop saying you'll <laughs> stop saying so assumptions. many. Hey, I made a lot of the same assumptions, too. And now look at me. I'm fucking 42 years old. Yeah, I know you're you've lived to the ripe old age of 47. No, 42. <laughs> it's 47 God, years old. Yeah, you need to go math. back to school again. <laughs> yeah. In order. I, I did fail math a lot, so... Per- perhaps you're right about that. Um, you know, Medicare has kind of, like, been putting himself on my radar lately. I, I, di- I didn't even really think that much about the guy. Like, I had heard him on, like, the Dick Show once, and it was like, oh, okay, he's kind of funny. But now with all this Ralph shit, Medicare's kind of like just like appearing on a bunch of random streams and shit that I'm coming across. 
This Medicare guy is really fucking funny. His call into the Dick Show was really good uh, this past yeah. uh, week. I wish we still did the Dickheads podcast because that would have been fun to discuss under that context. Uh, but yeah, Medicare's call in was really good um, on the Dick Show. I liked the uh, this the, the Ralph Pig Farmer picture that he forced Dick to show. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, like Medicare, Ralph Gator, uh, not Flamenco. I think he was like a few years after this. But like during the Gamergate days, even pre-Gamergate, uh, you know, like uh, Medicare, uh, Sargana, Vakad, uh, fucking all the people who became skeptics, you know, like Shoe on Head, uh, fucking, uh, oh, what's his name? The Arab dude that got fucked with and got called a cuck and made a terrible video. Bunky, Bunty King. Oh, God. <laughs> One day I'll regale you with tales of the sad, sad story of fucking Bunty. God damn. That was like one of the first big lol cows of the modern age. But anyway, I think that's yeah. that's what we should do um for uh your Patreon is we had that idea for Dickheads podcast bonus episodes which we never did cuz I I got rid of my Patreon cuz I don't give a fuck. But with you bringing back your Patreon, maybe we should start doing those where we just like give each other lectures about the lore of these like weird internet people. Well, it's kind of funny that you say that because Josh Moon just went on Twitter earlier today and said this is a lol cow uprising because, you know, you have DSP, you have Dark, you know, Dark Side Phil, uh, you have fucking low tier God, you have fucking uh, 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 fucking Ralph, you have uh, fucking uh, uh, Fuentes, you have all these, you know, you have uh, 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 CWC which is like king of the lol cows right now because he is straight up in jail for his lol calorie. And, he is uh, straight up in jail? Come on. Stri- oh. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I'm not, not going to have this conversation again. Anyway. Uh, yeah, dude, there's just so much... Uh, people cannot handle the internet, and it's really funny watching some people just break down the way they do. It's funny watching these people who have always been like, you know, the internet funny men who are like, oh, it's just words on the internet. It's just fucking, it's just fucking fun. Like, who cares? And now those same people like fucking Ethan Ralph and Fuentes and people like that are just like, oh, you're being mean to me on the internet. Oh, I guess I have to dox you and flag you. Oh, dox and flag and destroy, man. That's what it is. Like right now, the first, you know, uh, I think this is probably like the fourth or fifth fucking internet war. That we're about to live through, man. We went through the fucking meme war. We went through Gamergate, you know, Trump and all that. And now you have uh, flaggers flagging flaggers flagging people who didn't have anything to do with this shit. Like, do you think that fucking, uh, it's just you think fucking if, pathetic. Do you think if Light Yagami existed in real life, he'd be a debate streamer? Dude, I would fucking personally, you know, the second I find out about Kira... I'm just like whapping them upside the head real quick, going, hey, dude. Or like maybe going, hey, guy, I like your work. Can I borrow that for just like 20 fucking minutes, right? And I would set the fucking world right real quick. It'll just take me a minute, man. Or at least the internet. Even, even beyond like Kira, just like Light Yagami as like a personality, I feel like he would be like a Destiny type, like just like fighting people for a living on the internet. Like I saw, I saw a tweet. There's a meme that I guess is kind of the inspiration of this thought. Is uh, just somebody posted just like a meme, and the caption was, "I want to put Light Yagami and Ben Shapiro in a room together." Oh God! <laughs> it's either going to be a really interesting debate, or the world is going to cave in on itself. Reality as we know it will warp 
into something indistinguishable from what we know now and understand. Like, I really like that joke you made last week about Nier, like, having, like, a drama YouTube channel. Oh, God, yeah, Nier <laughs> sees me like a drama YouTuber, because he's a little bit, he's got the tism, and he likes puzzles and stuff. And Hey, everybody, it's Nier here, and welcome to Top 10 Reasons Why Light Yagami is Kira. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, or, like, you know, he'll become, like, a little mini fucking Turkey Tom or something. You know, it's like, this is fucking bullshit. It's literal fucking Kier deniers, man. Come on, look at this shit. The, the Rise and Fall of Light Yagami by Turkey Near. Oh, God. And fucking, uh... What's a, what's a bird probably... that starts with N? Hold on. Let me look this up for the purpose of the joke. A bird that starts with N. I just want to say, you know, Kira's Kingdom, like, wholeheartedly endorses the existence of everyone and the uh, no uses of, of, of slurs, both racial and not sexual. Talking, I said in any birds, way, she... not slurs. I said birds. I know, I know, I know. I'm just tongue. like, I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting, like, a, you know, it out there just in case, because, you know, you just said oh, bird that perfect. starts there's with a, there's a bird. There's a bird called the Nakunda Nighthawk. So you got Nighthawk near. <laughs> Making the rise and, rise and fall of light yagami. Oh God! Yeah, just uh, it's just crazy how the internet has to have a war in of itself because, like, dude, even during the debate when I was uh, checking it out, uh, even though I was checking it, checking out the bullshit, man, uh, he seems to uh, he got onto one of his uh fucking streamers on his fucking platform. And berated him, like, fucking belittled him in front of, like, hundreds of people. Ah, uh, you got 700, man. No offense, but if I were streaming this, I'd have, like, maybe five, six, seven thousand. You know, like, dude, how the fuck, like, you... How the fuck are you actually, like, eating, you know, your own? And during it, Medicur, in the way that he does, he, uh, turned shit around on fucking Nick. And they started, like, low-key fucking bagging on fucking Ralph. So no matter who wins, quote unquote, the debate, Ralph is once again the fucking loser of this fucking debate. And he's not even involved as of, as of this recording. So that's fucking funny. Uh, uh, Ethan Ralph is like the loser of everything that ever exists. Any competition, whether Ralph is involved much, or not, Ralph is much, the loser. Pretty much. But yeah, even Keemstar got involved. So yeah, this is, this is going to be a long ass night because we're going to see the fallout and like the one thing I love about wars, though, is we get all the fucking streams going on at the same time. So it's like, oh, okay, uh, DSP called someone fucking gay. All right, going over there. Oh my god, he just said this about this, this, and this. Boom, 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 boom. And you got twenty fucking tabs, and you're like information overload. And I, I fucking enjoy the shit out of that. Like, I, I love the war. Uh, I haven't been called upon to serve yet, but one day I, I do think that I will. Uh, <laughs> Do you think someday serve. you'll be involved? Oh, uh, in the in the Spurg war? Yes, I will. I wouldn't. I would Spurg out on the internet for views. That'd be stuff. hilarious. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, look at my fucking streams and shit. How I just fucking smash my fucking desk every time I die in Elden Ring. <laughs> All right, Mo. Well, uh, my question is: Do you have enough to say that you want to keep going? Because I have to piss. I could just mute myself and be right back, but I feel like we could just end the show at this point. <laughs> Uh, th that's pretty much all I got to say about it right now, and, uh, you know, we live in interesting times. That's all I'll say. Fair enough, um, but...
Thank you for listening to Kira's Kingdom, episode 27, folks. We did it. Nier and Mello are here. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I, I guess the answer is me. Uh, but Mo does not. So he hmm. shall learn uh, yes, I shall. As, we, as we go along. Um, so I guess, uh, is there anything in particular looking forward to uh, in Death Note? Uh, that you can think of? Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out with Light, Near, and Mellow. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Shinigami get involved again, besides uh, Ryuk's little uh, part in this little play. You know, you have heard, we did mention what episode number is my favorite in the last episode. I don't know if you remember what it was. Wasn't it like 20-something? No. <laughs> Oh, what was it? It was, uh, the number I gave was 37. And how many episodes does Death Note have, Mo? 38? It's, the answer's 37. So the finale of oh. Death Note is my favorite episode. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. I'm excited. Um, and we get this whole, this whole fun arc. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but alright, folks. Thank you for listening to Kira's Kingdom. See you next time. I've been Ryan Elliott. And I've been Mo, and you can check me out at MoSideGaming42 at Twitter.com, and I have oh, tweeted all my stuff on there, so yeah, check me out. Twitch.tv slash MoDiggity as well, trying to get to a 1,000 followers. Hit me up and follow me over there. I forgot about plugs. I'm sorry. Um, no, Anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed. Uh, Riley Podcast Megafeed, you're already there. Uh, check out the other podcasts. Check out the links in the description for everything else. And that's about it. So see you next time, folks. Bye.